So you have your notes? I do. They're in front of me. And um, you write it in? I yeah. Uh, the, the font is a little larger than normal. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. All right, we're here for the Newman and Payton co- podcast, episode number uh, 38, 29. Oh, okay. Hut, hut, and hike. we're doing uh, this week. Last week we did food. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun. This week. We're keeping it childish. We're doing video games. Well, here's the thing. You and I both, like, it hit me Friday afternoon. Oh, we man. Like, we don't have a topic. Right. And normally, like, we're already, you know, a week or two ahead or something. Thinking about it. And if not by Monday, you know, texting each other, like, let's talk about this. Okay. Well, you know, Friday afternoon rolls around. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. We don't have, no- I don't have notes. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. I, I had a couple of different ones in my head. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really happy with any of these. So when you're like, let's come up with some th- video games. I'm, All right, I'm good yeah. with video games. Okay, my first thought was, how early do you remember playing video games and where'd you play them? Um, the earliest I played was... Because they have them at home. No. Sort, right? Okay, so one of my childhood friends, uh, Randy, he, his mom bought him one of those um, Ataris. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it wasn't a, uh, Randy. It was... Um, uh, we don't my, care. No, my friend John... <laughs> who passed away about a year and a half ago. God okay. bless him. He actually about 2 years ago. His parents um, there's a there's a, a Reno history to it because his stepdad was Harold Smith Jr. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, Harold Pappy. Okay. Yeah. Of Harold's Club. Yes. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So his and we all lived in the same <laughs> complex. We all lived down the street in Smithridge. Okay. Yeah. So we're off topic already. No, not So what topic. video games did you play at his house? Because John had one of those like Pong sets. Oh, we had a Pong Pong was so frustrating because Pong was a console yes. with two knobs and y- you could well, on the paddles. Like, two knobs on the paddles. Well, no, the whole con the console was one unit with two paddles all connected. Oh. And the whole thing wired to the TV. Yours is different than the one that you, we used. Yeah, we ours was very and we we played it on a black and white TV just to keep it legit. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> and so the uh, Pong playing with my much older brother, he would like make sure that it was right in front of him and I had to reach to get to reach it so I could play. And he always wanted to play like hockey, which was super fast and super hard. And the little Pong guys were super small. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at that at the age of six. Um, to, for, for a fair description on your brother, in contrast to you, you already come in at six one or six feet? Six. Okay. Yeah. Your brother is about six uh, four with the afro, like Minute Bull. So yeah, yeah he's he's not short. Um, he and, he actually he and George Mirasan at one point had a <laughs> uh, a standing contest, height contest. Correct. So there George you have. It. There's a little uh, little background for you. Good, that cool. would be. We'll we'll talk about the well, George Mirasan thing later. The fact is, he was six years older. He was five nine in the fifth grade. Yeah. And so he was always much older, much bigger than I. So anyway, but playing pong that and we wanted the art the Atari. And I remember having friends that had Ataris, and you're like, oh, can I spend the night at your house with a joystick? Joystick right. and the red button. Yeah, joystick yeah. and red button. And then, or there's certain games like Circus with the paddle. The paddle and the, the red button on the side. Yeah, the paddle on the side. And there are other games like there's uh, Battle, it was like Battle, it wasn't Battleship. Battle Zone or something like that. Battle Zone, I think, was a little yeah. later because that's when, after it was introduced in the arcade, was right. it then introduced to... Um, to the to the console itself, right? So and then 
you had, we had like a, I had an Apple IIe, I was lucky. We had a really cool computer and we played like Load Runner was the earliest game that we played on the Apple IIe. Wow. And all the, the whole point of that was dig a hole so the zombie falls into it. Awesome. That was the whole game. Did you ever play, okay, so then we're gonna kind of bounce around with consoles. Okay. Right? So you have, you were talking about the Pong console, Atari. Um, my grandparents, when they lived in Tahunga, they had Intellivision. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so okay. no Wait, one- That was the strangest of the things because you had that slider paddle on the bottom with the soft buttons on the top. And the coiled cord and attached. why would your grandparents have an Intellivision? Because my grandparents had a ton of grandchildren. Oh, oh, okay, good for them. Yeah. That was, please don't talk to us, go entertain yourselves. Well, no, they were okay. thinking ahead. So like when, <laughs> when grandpa's outside gardening and grandma's in the kitchen right. cooking, you know, don't bother either, go play video games. And what was the coolest thing that you remember on the Intellivision? Oh, man. I, this, my favorite, poker. You slid in the thing and the dealer would, you'd hit the different, because remember oh, you slid the cards in yes. that told you which buttons you had, because you didn't actually touch the buttons, you touched that card that slid in with the Intellivision. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, my, one of my favorites was, was um, because of the simplicity, but the, the, almost the accuracy of the graphics was Space Invaders. Oh yeah. That looked like the one, the big game. Now, full disclosure for anybody, and part of the reason why when you said, let's do video games, that's close to my heart. You know very well that one of my wedding gifts from Gator, one of my groomsmen, was a Defender that right. I have to this day, a dedicated Defender stand-up that's in my office. Right, a stand-up so, full-size Williams yeah. arcade. You drop the quarters in, Straight if up. you lose, you get another quarter, <laughs> and you do, you play it. It's circa 1981. Yes. Yes. Wow, yeah, because, okay, and then uh, now, caveat <laughs> to that, you were throwing a party. <laughs> yes. Is that where you're going with this? I saw the look in your eyes. Go ahead. You were throwing a party. I'm throwing myself under the bus for this. You've thrown a party at the house that my now ex-wife um, <laughs> Our old I, house that you bought. Yeah, it was a house that, that you bought, we bought anyway. Um, and there was, you had a game room mm -hmm. down the hall far, furthest on the right. And it had like darts and uh, AstroTurf and all this stuff in the room and it was awesome. It was a cool game room. You've got Defender! And you know, 600,000 points later, I emerged from <laughs> the arcade room all of the 30-odd people that had showed up to the party, had had a great time, had been social with one another, ate things and left, and you show up out of the game room. <laughs> I think I'm done. I made it to level 27. Good for you. That was a wonderful party. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, well, that was like, was that like 12 years ago? Oh, no, 20, 20 years ago? Yeah. 20, eight, 90, wait, no, it was like 96, seven. seven. Yeah. 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 But. Good for you. Wow. You crushed Defender for that party. <laughs> it was a good time. So, so video games are funny because it's kind of a weird thing. Video games for us kind of go in two directions. You have the arcade games. Well, three or four, technically. I well, mean, yeah, you, you can do that. But yeah. there's the arcade games. Yes. And the games that we played. And what was your, if, you, if I gave you a quarter now, and, and you get your buddy a press start and all that sort of stuff. But if I give you a quarter now and there's every game that you can remember, what do you throw it into? Robotron. Nice. Okay, no buttons. No, joysticks. Yeah, that's the thing about Robotron. Now my favorite memory of Robotron 
is I remember a kid winning one on Wheel of Fortune when I was a little kid. Amazing. You know, remember when you had that room of amazing prizes and gifts? Yeah, because you had like, you know, you build up a bank of $26,000. Exactly. And you could go shop, right? Well, it was like teen uh, Wheel of Fortune and a kid got to buy a Robotron. And I'm like, he is so lucky. <laughs> lucky bastard. Wow. The Robotron is fantastic. Yeah, nice. That's Nice pull. Thank so you. So I'm going to stay with the same company. What about you? Joust. Oh, nice. Okay, sideways yeah. joystick. Sideways joystick, and it takes a little touch. Mm -hmm. It's not one of these games that goes super fast. Right. It's not one. Of, you got to have a little touch to it so that get the bird up, make sure they land just right, get that egg, roll along, stay out of the lava. Beware of the pterodactyl. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so okay. So, so Joust, and it, because there's it was something about Williams with Defender, yes. with Robotron, with Jeff. Williams had it right. There's all these other companies, but man, they were doing great games. And I believe, unless it was, I th actually, I, I stand corrected as I'm correcting myself in my head. I think Bally was responsible for Battlezone. Oh, yeah. With the joysticks as well oh, and yeah. the, the triggers on top of the right. joysticks. Okay. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. As a kid, what was the arcade that you're like, Mom, I, come on, come on, give me a ride. I, come on, we got to go there. Well, we had, I mean, we had a few in town. Yeah, we had some good arcades. Um, that is a big plane. That plane is not small. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. like a cargo plane, right? I'll explain that plane later. Okay. So, um, because... Um, Getting louder. I, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think like the different arcades in town because the one that I eventually wound up moving near when my mom and I lived off of Sutro, Diamond Gyms. Do you remember Diamond Gyms? Wow. See, I grew next, up on the south end of town. Right. So. But Diamond Gyms was next to Bizarre Guitar. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know the name of it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That okay. was a very cool one. But that was okay. later. And then um, growing up, the arcades that I knew and went to uh, at Harrah's was right. at, uh, on the second floor of Harrah's on sure. the west, uh, east, uh, west hour. Um, you know, you, you had the arcade, obviously, at, at um, a couple other casinos. And that was really it. Or you played arcade games at the pizza place. That's what I was going to. Chuck E. Cheese. Godfather's. Godfather's or Chuck E. Cheese. Even Roundtable at Old Town Mall. They had, yeah. they, they had a, a great a selection. Good, yeah, they had a pretty good row of them. But to me, nothing beat Chuck E. Cheese. Like, that was, they had more games. And when they changed because Showbiz Pizza came along and they're like, oh, we got to be cooler now. And they went to the uh, credit button and you could eat all the pizza you wanted and all the games you could play for like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And you're completely overstimulated because also you got soda along with that. And you just loaded up on the credit button and you just sat there. And I remember playing the Star Wars, the first Star Wars game there. Yes. Yes. The stand up with the, yeah. with the handle, the, all the one. And basically what you're trying to do is blow up the Death Star. Absolutely. So my favorite memory of that is you were flying, there's a kid playing that and you're flying on the, and the track from the movie comes along. Mm -hmm. Luke, let go. Right? Yeah. And I watch this kid let go. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what, why are you doing that? So one of my favorite moments of watching somebody else play a video game was he listened to the track and the kid went, oh, oh let's yeah. go. And then he crashed. Yeah. And that was that. But um, there, okay, so there was a, like a motorcycle place. So I went to Hug on Sutro and McCarran. And there was like this motorcycle um, shop that sold parts. And mm -hmm. like as you go south on Sutro. It wasn't Schumann's Custom Cycle, was no, it? No, that, they were nowhere near there at the time. But that's how much I know about motorcycle places. Okay, all right, that's fair. Go um, ahead. St Steve is a good guy. We'll tell. We'll talk about that later in another <laughs> podcast. No, because there's a tie between he and I, and that we'll get to, and we'll come back to that. Anyway, 
so the the whole um, the motorcycle place. Someone like we were walking down Sutro to go to Seven Eleven for lunch or Safeway okay. for lunch, and someone looked in the shop and they someone shouts, "Oh man, they have asteroids!" Six of us stop at our tracks, look in the shop, and we didn't eat lunch. We went in and played asteroids for an hour. Nice, nice. See, I liked uh, I liked the asteroids. If you could leave the one little asteroid behind yes. and just wait for that ship and you just zipped along in hyperspace and you put it on its side and you're just do, 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 trying to get that ship as it showed up. Fun fact, the two UFOs that would come out to try to right. sabotage you. Yeah, the big one and the little they one. They had names. Did you know this? No. Wait, let me look at my... You have a book called How to Master the Video Games? Let me see if the ship is named in this book. Unbelievable. I mean, not, but it's, it's, uh, oh, what's the, the, uh, Asteroids, page 64, yes. Okay, no, no, because I, like, I see the, the rooster on the side of the book, and I'm trying to remember the name of the company that, that, that is, but yeah, I know the name of the, the big UFO. It's called Large UFO and Small UFO. But they had names. Well, according to the book, that's what they called them. Huh. Large UFO uh, was worth 200, and small UFO was worth 1,000. Yeah. And you got a bonus ship every 10,000. Absolutely. So we, we, we knew, <laughs> apparently, yeah. that we, and, and I need to see this book, because <laughs> I need to see the side of it, ba uh, Bantam yeah. books. That's what the thing is. This is awesome. All right, so. Uh, the, the ship, anyway, the ship is named Louie. Oh. If I remember right. Okay. I'll Google it, but yeah, it's, it's I believe its name is Louie. Uh, you talk about going to 7-Eleven. See, I grew up in the southwest part of town, and 7-Eleven always had video games <laughs> that were uh, addicting. <gasps> Scramble is in here. i got to put this book down. I'm going to get distracted. It's <laughs> yes. I'll totally get distracted. It's a fantastic book. It, that book is amazing. Okay. So, it, is Zaxxon in there? Oh, yeah. Because it's 30 most popular video games of whatever small time in the world. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, we had two, there was this combat game that I honestly, I think it was just simply called combat. I think it was. And you got into the tank and you drove along a little <laughs> yes. bit and you jumped out of the tank yeah. and you had to get in and out. And the other one that was un unbelievably addictive was track and field. Yes. With the two buttons mm -hmm. and you got a pencil. In the, well, the two buttons uh, and then you have the jump in the middle of right. the two. Well, if you did the long jump, yes. it depended on which thing that you did. So you had your finger in between like a fulcrum of, a, of a, a weight system and you press down on one end of the pencil and your finger would press down on the other one and it would basically make it so you're going that much faster. Do like a super teeter-totter. Yeah. All right. So going super fast and then you hit jump. When you would do that, right? did you, did you, did you notice that some of the arcades that had this machine would then eventually put like a perimeter, oh, yeah. okay, around the buttons. Yeah. But then they didn't just put the perimeter to try to screw up that whole pencil pen effect. Right. They would also then, they would put like risers in the buttons so you wouldn't, sorry. Oh, so dear you God, that almost went bad. I thought it was a bad, I thought yeah. the can was gonna fall. Yeah. Um, but they would put risers underneath the buttons so you couldn't get the full contact wow, on the yeah. buttons. And I'm wondering because I, I, as I've gotten older, like you, if you go down to Vegas, and a lot of you have ever been to the Pinball Museum in Las Vegas on, on uh, what's that, on Flamingo, okay. they have rows and rows of old pinball machines, but they also have rows and rows of classic video games. 
and arcade games, the, the full dedicated machines. And if you talk to the guy, they can actually get you pieces and you can talk to them about, oh, I need this button replaced, how do I get it? Oh, right. talk to me and I'll, I'll hook you up. And I, they actually got me a chip for my Defender when it wasn't working right. There is a... Um... So what I'm thinking is that was a way to not wear out buttons. Okay. No, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it made the game much harder, but that was a way to not wear out buttons because that's what happened. And there was a uh, there's a barcade like what we have here in Reno, right. Press Start, in Midtown, in downtown Las Vegas. There is a barcade there called Insert Coins. Up in Portland, there's oh, sure. Ground Control. Oh yeah, lots of them around. But, yeah, there's t a ton of places. Okay, so um, these video games and 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 um, track and field. Did you ever play Karate Champ? No, I was I did Kung Fu. Okay. Uh, back, back to the combat game then real quick. Okay. I believe, I think um, there's, uh, it also, um, the name of it I think is called Ikari Warriors. They look oh. like little Rambo dudes. Okay, That yeah. would get in the tank and drive and blow yeah, things right, up. Right. Okay. Because Ikari Warriors, that, that was- Are uh, you going somewhere with this? No, I was just gonna oh. like, I'm feeding off of the combat game. I'm just, right. I'm thinking of all these different video games and stuff, Robotron, obviously we touched on Robotron. Um, yeah. No, Defender. Kung Fu, so, so as things progress, I remember all of a sudden one day going into the arcade. I think it was the little arcade that was on the side of Meadowood Mall. There yes. was one back in the corner there. Yeah. And they had a game that looked nothing like what we were used to. We were basically used to that 8-bit look. Everything had a flat thing in there. There's certain games like Galaga. Yeah. Man, I worked my tail off to get good at the bonus level. So mm -hmm. you do, 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 and get them all. And you got the bonus for getting all of them and all that. And then all of a sudden they changed and they added depth, and it was called Dragon's Lair. Oh, okay, so before we get to Dragon's Lair, okay. real quick, the, the, the key to Galaga was the double ship. Oh, absolutely. So, but that's yes. what some people don't see, like when the three come down in like the pyramid form, and the two pawns are on the side, and the, like the, you see that radar thing come out, that's when you have to let your ship get captured, unless oh, you're right. on your last ship and you don't get captured, um, <clears throat> excuse me. That's how. That's how. That was always the trick to Galaga. That's right. That's right. Getting, making, and oh by the way, don't shoot your own ship. No. When it's coming down, because it's super awesome that, and you had to make sure that you, you recaptured it when something else wasn't shooting at you. Okay. Because it would freeze your guy. Remember? Uh, more or less. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. The, just that brief moment. Yeah. I never understood why Galaga and Galaxian was a similar name other than the galaxy, because they weren't related. <laughs> Um, okay, and so I so preferred Galaga over Galaxia. Two more that were big favorites of mine. Okay. Do you remember Star Castle? Yeah, that was that was all kind of a thing. Star Castle had <laughs> like the boundaries outside of the like right like, and like you perimeters. had to shoot it and kill it and all that sort of stuff. The only time I was good at that was in Gorf, because they Gorf because they brought in oh Star my Castle. God. So Gorf. Wow. <laughs> No, because you, Gorf has the same joystick yeah. thing as Tron. Right, because it was made by the same people. And what was awesome about Gorf, I forgot about Gorf. <laughs> so what was awesome about Gorf was they brought in all of these other games. So you played Space Invaders and you played Star Castle and you amazing. played all the, until you won. And that that was the amazing part of Gorf. So amazing. Okay, so then Tron. Dude, you, you pulled it. I know, but level, uh, yeah, I mentioned anyway. Star Castle, and, and yeah. yes, the whole video game thing. Um, another one was Sinistar. Do you remember? I am Sinistar. Oh, yeah. 
That was Sinister. a weird one that was. <laughs> Random ice cube or diamond? What was in the glass? <laughs> Just you decided <laughs> chewing ice on the uh, podcast is not a good luck. Or sound for that right. matter. No, it's all right. It's not a good luck. All right. No, I, I remember that. And that's one of those games that I had other games that I liked more down the way from uh, that. And I remember like when what is now Grand Sierra that was the Reno Hilton that was originally MGM, mm -hmm. they had an amazing arcade. They did. And that was one of the first places where you could play. Oh, wait, before we get to that, community video games was a really rare thing. And the first time that we ever played a community video game, for me, was at the uh, was at the pizza, the Straw Hat Pizza in um, Coliseum Meadows. No, the the Straw Hat Pizza on the edge of um, Shopper Square. Uh, oh, okay. And they had the shooting gallery right. game up on the wall. We talked about that during the beer uh, yeah. beer episode. And that was really fun. But that was <clears throat> the first time you played a game where everybody watched or could partake. And I always thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Uh, okay. Then when you when they had those arcades and you went to these big arcades, they had like the community car game, Sprint. Yeah. Where you had two people on each side. No, you could have eight cars. Three. Unless there was no, they had it was two steering wheels, two steering wheels, and you had a pink car, you had a peach colored car, you had a blue car, a green car. Dude, we're talking eight bit. This is basic, basic stuff. Are you sure you're not thinking Rally X? No, it was long before all of that stuff because you had, you basically had eight people that could all race at the same time. I see the game that you're talking about, and I you look straight head. down yeah, on yeah. that flat. It was like a tabletop, but you're standing up. Yes. And everybody, it was like a community video game. That was a really rare thing. Huh. They didn't, that wasn't until much, much later when you started connecting like pole position. When you had more than one car that could play against each other in pole position, that came way later on because pole position was all by itself. And when you found a sit-down pole position, that was even more amazing. That was a game changer right there, pun intended. You, uh, to go back to the Dragon's Lair reference that you right. made, um, that being the first like interactive um, uh, story. It's story. Um, like super animated 3D game. Yeah, well, you were playing a cartoon. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, it looked totally, totally different. That and the right about the same time, or a little bit later, was Punch Out. I remember Mike Tyson's punch, or just no, just Punch, just out, punch in out before With Mike Glass Joe. Glass Joe. Yeah. Uh, and Bald Bull. Yeah. <laughs> I never made it past that. A uh, pizza pasta was another one. Yeah. Oh, he was really hard. He was past the uh, the it bull. Was. Yeah. Yeah, uppercut, uppercut. Yeah, mighty yeah. blow, knock him out. Right, <laughs> punch out. But that was another, that was a different kind of game because all of a sudden you started creating these depths and all that sort of stuff. Because, okay, so another arcade that was lesser known in town, there's a, there's a place, a bar now in Sparks. Um, it's over by, uh, do you know that Action Appliance and Ross uh, the in, on McCarran? Uh, Iron Horse? No, no, right. across the street from there. Silverado Shopping Center. Okay. I guess. Yeah. That's probably okay. what it was called. Okay. Um, anyway, one of those little, an like the annex, on the south side of that, there was an arcade called The Outer Limits. Oh. I knew of this because I lived in Sparks. I lived at 6th and D in Sparks when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. And, uh, like, uh, my dad would go to work. It's the weekend. I have my allowance. 
I want to go. So I would hop on, hop on the 10 speed, go for a ride. I found outer limits, dumb luck, went in there. They had Cubert. I was stoked. Oh, fun. Okay. That's a fun game. Yes. Yes. It's very simple. A game. Again, game with no buttons. All the 3D stuff though screwed me yeah. up after a while. Oh. Like on the on the like ninth, tenth level or whatever. Yeah, right. Because then you start jumping on squares and they change like two, three times. You're like, yeah. no, I just changed it. And then the stuff drops down from the top of the screen and you're supposed to get them, but don't get everybody because then if you get bonked by a ball, you're out and see at the same time Cuber came out, Dig Dug came out. Oh. I was way more into Dig Dug than I was Cuber because it was it was a lot more in your face and there's actually a little bit of uh, strategy as to mm -hmm. who to go after first and when so that they didn't either float away or come after you or you, you could get the rock to drop on them to get some extra points. Absolutely. So yeah, I was more of a Dig Dug fan than I was Cubert. My cousin was into Cubert. That's kind of a weird call. <laughs> anyway. What about the, the game that really nobody played? It was like the last kid picked for the softball team <laughs> or the kickball team. Do you remember Kicks? Q-I-X? It was, it was a joystick, one button kind of, kind of game. Okay. I just thought of it because it was always that it was always in the arcade, but no one ever played it. See, and I, I know I know blocks. I don't know kicks. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So, no, I don't know that. And you had to. I think it was like a almost like a, a spirograph. As it was. Yeah. Okay. It was almost like trying to draw a spirograph with your joystick, or oh. and you're trying to box things out. Oh. And wow. It was it was a weird game. That's kind of a Tron Cycles knockoff sounding thing because that's essentially what you're doing with Tron Cycles is try and box people out with your uh, light cycle. Do you remember when Journey um, did the music for? Okay, so when only the young, right? Yeah. And then the makers of Tron, they inserted journey songs into the game. Oh, right. Oh, wow. As you went up into the little force field. <laughs> In thing. the cone, yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny. It's, another thought about where we played was always at the movie theater. Movie theaters mm. always had great video mm -hmm. games, too. For whatever reason, it was like, get to the movie theater an hour early because you got to go play such and such. You tell mom and dad, oh, the movies, it, it, oh, yeah. it won't let out till like 1030. Really? Why, it starts at six, won't be out till 1030. Right. I'll pick you up at nine. <sighs> well, because the newspaper where you found movie times yes. would tell you when the movie started, didn't tell you when it ended. Right. Nobody knew exactly how long anything ran, right? So that worked. And if you could parlay it, it's like you could sneak out of the theater at the right time, you could go play a battle zone, at, Absolutely. Uh, a defender or whatever. Yeah. Those are, those are solid games. So the other thought that I have is consoles. So you talked a little bit about it in television. I remember ColecoVision. ColecoVision, yeah, that was a good one. Right, and then when you had ColecoVision, they, that's about the same time the first Nintendo started showing up. Okay, so fun And you fact. could get that attachment. 35 years ago today, if I remember right, 35 years ago today, because okay. we're recording this on October 18th, okay. 2020. So October 18th, 1985, Nintendo released the first NES. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I saw it. My friend Tony shared a graphic well, that's on a his social really media. Really crazy coincidence that we're doing this. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Excuse huh. me. So I I remember like going back. So you you made it from Pong. You went to Atari. Then it was up to the Intellivision. Intellivision. And then ColecoVision. ColecoVision. And the cool part about that was they had a really, really good imitation of Donkey Kong. They did. I mean, 
it looked like the game and it played the same way you could play it and you feel like you're at the arcade because Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. were like um, when my butt when Gator got me the defender mm -hmm. we would swap like he would move somewhere or I'd move into another apartment and if he'd help I'd say hey I'll take the Donkey Kong for a little while you take the defender awesome and the Donkey Kong was pretty cool because you could slide out a chip and then slide in the Donkey Kong Jr. chip strong yeah, or Mario Brothers, but yeah, it was early on, but we basically just played Donkey Kong a lot. And then and shortly after ColecoVision, that's when Sega introduced their system. Right. And Sega tried to this be, I mean, yeah, because yeah. I mean, like Sega had the, the screaming guy at the end, Sonic right. the Hedgehog, all that stuff. And, and then shortly after that, um, you know, Nintendo, they, they released uh, Nintendo Entertainment System 2, like the Super right. Nintendo, all that stuff. I, okay. I know this won't surprise you because you know me uh, better than most, <laughs> but I still have an original NES. Mm. I have a Super NES. Okay. I have a Nintendo 64. I have a Sega, and I have a Dreamcast. What is Dreamcast? Sega Dreamcast, when they introduced that about l just a little over 20 years ago, the controller, like if you were playing a, a, a racing game, because I had right. this game called uh, Crazy Taxi. Okay. Soundtrack is amazing. Punk rock stuff all there. But you're racing the taxi, you're driving the taxi, and if you hit a curb, your controller Oh, it was the it was force feedback. Vibrates, yeah. Awesome. And it okay. was it was great interaction, but the the, the concept Dreamcast did not go anywhere. No, the it? concept of yeah. it didn't last. Interesting. So And I have a PS uh, PS one and two still. So I remember that when the PS two came out and we're hanging out in Sacramento a lot, mm -hmm. the game that we played that absolutely messed me up more than anything ever was manhunt oh my god <laughs> i remember being like freaked out to go to bed because i'm hanging out at your house <laughs> down in sacramento and it's like okay we're yeah thank you stop doing that <laughs> and there was something about that that you would hear that heart rate and other and you're waiting for people to jump out because we always played it with all the lights off <laughs> And it was really loud, and all you heard was that heart rate. Oh, and people were screaming in the. Oh my God! It was the best worst game ever. You told me to bring it over here one time, and I did. And we played it on their great big TV with the <laughs> surround sound in the living room, and I said never bring it over again. And then shortly after that, the sequel came out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it. I the mean, sequel it was wasn't okay. like it was the most amazing graphics. I think it was, and that takes me to the next thing about all these things is, and you mentioned it briefly, it was the soundtrack. Yeah. So the only console game I can say that I have ever truly conquered is Need for Speed Underground 2. Nice. And there is no Underground 1. I don't know what that is. Hmm. And it is a legendary car upgrade game. Absolutely. And I got all the way to the end of it. And then my That's then the six-year-old kid erased my car and my whole life and I had to start over and it was never quite the same. So that's the <laughs> first video game you mastered? Like I got to the end. You know, console games. It's my second note that I have on here. First video game you mastered and you just said Need for Speed. Yeah. Two. Well, that's but that's a little bit different than like being at a arcade where you know. you know, you go like Pac-Man, for example. How far along into Pac-Man would you say until you say you've mastered it? You have Would to, you maybe need a book to help you out? Mastering Pac-Man? Yes, book number two for this 
what the hell? Right? I'm that guy. So this wow. talks to you how, the, how to get through, like this has the patterns for Pac-Man. And that was the only way for some people. Now, I don't know how the hell you can memorize a pattern, but some people would. And I have a pretty good visual, but there's no way I could do like four pages of a pattern <laughs> wow. so that the ghosts never catch up with me on the ninth key. Anyway. This is amazing. No, it wasn't even a key. They were the, 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 the um, icons that you had to collect. Right. You know, you get like an apple. Right. Uh, well, well, they didn't have apple in the original Pac-Man. Yeah. I thought that was Ms. Pac-Man. No, no. Apple. And apple was like level seven. Yeah. And you had peach. Yeah. You had... Uh, like a banana. Right. Uh, it was cherry, strawberry, peach, apple, banana. Then I think it was key. It was or a bell pepper or a green apple or a butterfly. Bell pepper. Or something. There's a bee by your right foot. But awesome. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Pac-Man. Wow. So the first video game that I mastered, yeah, uh, stand-up or, or console, was actual um, Super Mario. Here we go. Cherry, strawberry, orange, apple, pineapple, phoenix bird, yes. bell, and then there are keys after the bell. I made it to, I want to say the first or second key. I think I made it to an apple once. There's no way I made it to the key. They started yeah. moving way too fast. Oh, at that super point. fast. Yeah. And anyway. then like, then like the boosts that you get, those last like maybe three tenths of a second. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, when the, the ghost turned blue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, and there was, uh, Pac-Man was kind of interesting because it was the game that like crossed over, like you, they had the Pac-Man, uh, pinball machine. Mm -hmm. We won't even get into pinball because that can be its own other topic. Well, there's Baby Pac-Man too that also had pinball. Right. So they they had all. That was like the first of the big time spinoffs was the Pac-Man thing. But we digressed heavily on that. Did you um, did you okay? So to to jump on that, did you ever see the Pac-Man movie? It was like Versus or One Up or something like that. Mm. I think Adam Sandler was in it. Oh yes, I avoided it. Okay. Because oh. Did you ever oh, see Pixels? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I avoided that. Did you ever see any of the video game movies? Oh, any yes. Uh, Ralph Wrecks the Internet. Fantastic. Uh, From Wreck-It Ralph. Is okay. that what you mean? Does that count? Uh, kind of. That's more, I'm thinking like Mortal Kombat, Street oh. Fighter, Super oh. Mario Brothers. Oh, those kind. I was thinking, because uh, Ralph Wrecks the Internet is all about for watching for Easter eggs. Yes. That's what that's all. You stop it and you're like, oh, no way. They put like Disney stuff and they put uh, DC and they put all these different universes together all in one thing. So mm -hmm. that's why that was awesome. Um, no, I don't remember seeing Mortal Kombat. I remember when Mortal Kombat came out because they yelled at you over and over and Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. That was 25 years ago when that one came out. Oh. And then the follow up was about two and a half years later Mortal Kombat 2. Okay. No. Didn't see any of those. The uh, I know you're not. I know you're a big fan, and I mean that sarcastically because people, again, um, I know you uh, better than most right. in the sense that you know me better than most. But uh, like someone would go, well, why hasn't Greg watched Silent Hill? Why hasn't Greg watched Red Dead Redemption or something like that? Oh, um, no. I can tell you why Greg hasn't watched that because Greg doesn't like zombies. No, Greg doesn't do zombies, and that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. I actually watched. There's the third uh, Walking Dead. Um, series that just started. A spinoff? Yeah. Uh, it's called Land After Walking Dead or Land of Walking Dead or okay. uh, anyway, I watched the first episode. And? I didn't sleep for two nights. Fantastic. Because it still has zombies in it. Okay. 
and I'm thinking, well, Jesus, I thought they killed them all in the other two episodes, or the other two. No, they didn't. Now they have them like contained and they're studying them and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not good for me. Wow. I, I got to, yeah, that, that's got a deep seated problem right there. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's yes. not even get into that. The, uh, I have a PS4, which brings me to the kind of the last sort of topic about video games that truly bums me out. So always forever and ever and ever, when you got a video game, whether it was for your Game Boy and you slipped in the thing, and my favorite Game Boy game was this thing called Klax. Okay. K-L-A-X. And all it was was lining up these tiles that tumbled down towards you and you slid over, you caught it, you put it in a certain thing, and you made them line up. Okay. And that was kind of a Tetrisy type thing, and it. But anyway, and I believe the new 3D, the Facebook 3D Oculus, yeah. has a game that's very similar to Clax now. Oh, wow. Even and it's like all virtual and all that sort of stuff. So, so I love that where you just get a game, you put it in, you played it. With the PS4 thing, it's like you put it in, and now it tells you, oh, you must sign up for this subscription thing that costs you a hundred and something dollars a year so that you can play it online with everybody else and not just look at the menu screen. What a headache. Oh, it's a nightmare. And oh, by the way, you get it on the same day that everybody else got it, you know, like Christmas. Oh, cool. So that means your console must be updated like everybody else's. That will take 14 hours. Fantastic. So you can't actually play it when you get it ever. And you can't go and update it like I get kids a game or something like that yeah. and they open it on Christmas oh that's amazing we've got whatever they're into and yeah. oh but the console has to be updated oh but the game has to be updated so we can't play until New Year's yeah mom, wow mom, mom. and that's kind of the way these things go now and it really bums me out like I did buy a new need for speed game that's pretty awesome okay that I played on and it lets you just play you don't have to go and do all this interactive stuff, but man, I remember the first time when somebody, the new Star Wars or the Star Wars Battleship game that came out, Battle mm -hmm. something game that came Battlefront, out with- Battlefront, I think. Battlefront, thank you. You had to pay and pay, and it was literally, if you wanted to get all the, end, all the way to the end of the whole thing, you had to pay over a grand. Good Lord. <laughs> after paying for the game, after paying for the console. That's a hard pass. And people were like, <clears throat> okay, really? And that really changed people's minds on, wait a second, what are we doing here? Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of an interesting um, thing. How much time are we close? Okay, so uh, real quick as we go into um, the two-minute <laughs> drill, if we will. Yes. Do you have a favorite TV show and or movie that, made it in, that was made into a video game? So, for instance, you referenced Star Wars earlier. Right. Uh, there is a Terminator 2 video game. No, a, a TV show that turned into a video game? Yeah. There's like the X-Men video game, there's yeah. the Simpsons video game. No, all those things, I there's a lot of them that turned into pretty cool pinball machines. Okay. But I don't remember them as video games that were that interesting. My, uh, one of my What's, favorite ones right now, uh, even though it's an older, older right. video game itself, stand-up game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, right. Takes a while. I remember to get... seeing the orig the original movie in the theater, but yeah, I don't remember playing the video game that much. I always liked driving stuff. Okay. So that was always that that made sense to me. Driving, I I didn't like shooting things. I didn't like, um, I didn't mind flying. Like, um, 
What was the uh, the game that you flew into the uh, fortress and it was at this really weird angle and you couldn't be too high or too low, otherwise you'd hit the wall. That's Zaxxon, my friend. It, that is, thank you very much. <laughs> Man, that game drove me absolutely freaking out of my mind. Yeah, because that's another 3D game. Yeah, but it wasn't like you're behind anything, you're at like the side mm -hmm. and a little high, but not too, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. So this uh, th this has been uh, this has been a blast. <laughs> so good. Um, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, next week we're going to chat up all things awesome when it comes to Halloween. Absolutely. In the meantime, um, I brought my friend here a cold beverage. It is in an unlabeled silver can. It is and not a silver bullet, but it's a silver can with zero markings on it. No barcode. Nothing. And That's really weird, by the way. The highlight is. I, I gave you a heads up earlier that it was going to be some sort of a porter. Yes. Okay. Now, I drank said porter on Friday. And okay. Maybe I had it on Thursday. I think I had it on Thursday. Anyway, when I had it, I'd like immediately, I, just sampling it, I'm like, I know that you're going to love this. I'll tell you who makes it as soon as you have it, and it's not Coors. What do oh, you think? It's got like a little uh, coffee chocolatey thing going on Indeed. There. It's made right. by a local company here in town, Revision. Oh, of course. Their porter. I had no idea they made a porter. Oh, because to, everything on their menu is normally IPA. <laughs> IPA, it's like 99.8%. Right. Yeah. The other 0.2 is like not IPAs. Yeah, right. So there you go. Why don't they have any markings on their can? Because I picked it up at another local place, Pinion. Oh. Pinion okay. Bottle in Sparks. Sure. They have crawlers. They don't have crawlers down the street from me in Midtown, gotcha. but they do out in Sparks. There you go. With all of that said, we will see you next week for the next episode of the podcast. That was a good time. Absolutely.